Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as slow as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. My nigga, you could do it too. Turn me up, turn me up. You can do it too. My nigga, you can do it too. You can do it too. You can do it too. Just telling you, you know. What's good, man? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct, and this podcast is still around, people. <laughs> I know some people probably like, man, where have you guys been? We've been gone for three weeks, and when I say we, I mean me and my consultant, Artesia Swindle, and some other people who work behind the scenes for me to help out, people who contribute. Uh, we picked up a new sponsor. Shout out to uh, Franklin D. Williams of FJR Studios and Liberation.com. You ought to go check him out, get t-shirts and all of those things. He's a great photographer. He is now sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate that. We still here, man. We've been gone for about three weeks and I needed a break. If I'm being honest, I needed a break. Uh, I went through a move. I had to transition through the move. We lost some people again. I know you're probably like, damn, Y'all losing somebody with the podcast all the time, but it's not a negative thing. It's a, it's a positive thing. It, it, it created situations for me. It's forcing me to step out of my comfort zone. And that's something that I need. So people, the people who've been emailing and texting saying, Hey, why don't you do a podcast by yourself? Which is why I started doing the hump day Q and a, cause people was like, we want to hear more of you. A lot of times when you're doing a podcast in the studio, you don't talk as much or you'll get on a run and then you don't talk at all. Or then you let people talk and you don't really say anything. And a lot of times for that is because you have to allow your guest to speak. I mean, if I'm interviewing somebody and I don't let them talk 75% of the time, then that's a wasted interview. Gabrielle is no longer with the podcast. For all those people who loved Gabrielle, as did we, uh, she has moved on to better things. I wish her well. Uh, She is supposedly starting her own podcast. Once I know more about that, I'll let you guys know she should do great. It may be with her and her her brother, I think. So if you want to hear more from Gabrielle, she may be coming back to visit from time to time. But like I said, she's on the bigger and better things and congratulations to her. So you got to deal with me now for a whole hour, maybe 30 minutes. I promise you I'm not talking two minutes. I'm not that long winded. So we took a break because I moved. I relocated to the downtown Dallas area. In the city, we had to take a little time to to get that situation taken care of. As I just said, Gabrielle has moved on. Things have happened on the back, you know, the back end of things that you guys may not see or know about. But I wanted to come give you a little bit of a podcast. We still have people emailing. We still got people texting us. We're still on Twitter. We're still on Instagram. I'm still on Facebook and Anthony Roberts. I'm still on Instagram at Sir Robert Poe. You can still find us at the reality is and the reality We just took a break. So the style is going to change. Now the show will be more so like the herd, you know, with Colin Cowherd on Fox. It may be a little bit like Dan Savage and the Savage Love cast on iTunes. It may even be like uh, the drip drop hour with Robert Latow. 
I'm going solo, y'all. All me, all the time, straight from the horse's mouth. I want to thank my brother, Jermaine Roberts, for encouraging me to do this podcast by myself. I want to thank my friend, Joby Edwards, for encouraging me to do this podcast on my own. I want to thank the beautiful and lovely women who email, who text, who try to slide in the DM and say, hey, they appreciate the voice and they appreciate my voice and my vocals. I do appreciate that. It's very humbling. It's very flattering. And if I could touch all y'all, I'd touch you. <laughs> I'm just joking. I, I, I am still in a relationship, so that was a joke. Do not hang me and crucify me. So I wanted to tell you guys my personal opinion on Colin Kaepernick. We had people, you know, talking about Colin Kaepernick and some people were hitting us up saying, where are you guys at? Why, why, why no input on Colin Kaepernick? I honestly didn't have anything to say. I didn't see an issue with it. Uh, clearly, reporters in the media didn't see an issue with it until about the third game of the preseason. If you know sports or if you follow sports, you know that Colin Kaepernick has been replaced by Blaine Gabbard. Colin Kaepernick is now a backup. Not to be funny, deservingly so. Just to drop a little football knowledge in there, I think the first year Colin Kaepernick played, he went to the Super Bowl. I can't remember who they played. Don't give me the line. The second year he came in, they went to the NFC Championship. They lost. They didn't go to the Super Bowl. He didn't win the Super Bowl the year before that. The third year, I think he either made the first round, like the wild card, and they lost, or he didn't make it at all, and then it just kind of it slowed down after that. We all know the football and the NFL is about progression and what have you done for me lately. And honestly, Kaepernick has not done jack shit for the 49ers lately, except bring more notoriety to the team and to his cause. He has been kneeling. He actually said, I think, the first time, but he was advised by an advisor to kneel, to be a little bit more respectful. People have thought the worst of Colin Kaepernick. I started to print off some comments and, and, and repeat them, but I don't like to really deal with bigotry on my podcast, so I'm not going to do it. What I will say is for those people who are uneducated about your American history, for those people who are uneducated about the national anthem and what it means, read a book or take a little time. Don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to your grandparents. Don't listen to your great grandparents. Literally sit down, read it. Don't sing it, read it. And you tell me what the hell it's talking about. Match up those times with those words. And then you come back and talk to me. If you don't get it, then you're probably an idiot or you're very, very ignorant. The third stanza was taken out of the uh, national anthem because it's derogatory message, I guess you would say. I had somebody talk to me the other day and they said, I don't even understand why they took it out. Well, when it mentioned slaves, not in an endearing term or an endearing way, that's why they took it out. Again, do your research. I'm not going to jump all into that. My stance on Colin Kaepernick, I think, do what the hell you want to do. Just because they pay you doesn't mean you shut up. Just because they pay you $19 million a year doesn't mean that you don't have a voice to practice or protest against the injustices that happen here in America. For so long, a lot of people have been asking, why don't sports athletes or major figures or public figures say anything? And when they do, there's an issue. As long as Colin Kaepernick 
keeps his helmet on, keeps his mouth shut, and throws a football and making touchdowns or scoring touchdowns or running touchdowns, he's okay. As soon as he stands up for something he believes in, he's a dumb jock. Which Colin Kaepernick is actually pretty, pretty educated, very smart. 4.3 GPA, graduating high school. I think it was a four point something at the University of Nevada. And he passed the Wonderlick test for the NFL with a 40. Look it up. That's pretty goddamn good. He's a smart guy. The pig socks, a lot of people didn't agree with the pig socks. A lot of white people didn't agree with the pig socks. A lot of white people don't agree with a lot of things because they don't have to deal with certain things. I was asked, am I prejudiced or racist? And I was like, I'm not racist. I may have prejudices against white people because of things that they have done to me, not to my mother or anything. Now, if I was going off of, you know, things that my mother said or things that were done to my mother or my grandmother or or something like that, then I probably would be racist because I wouldn't have lasted that long. But I'm not racist. I have white friends. I can't count them. Normally, when a white person says I have black friends. They probably have one. It's a token. I mean, let's just be honest. 75% of my listenership is white, so I don't sugarcoat anything. And I think if they're still listening at this point, then they understand that. Colin Kaepernick, I think he's doing a great thing. He's bringing awareness uh, to, to, to what's going on in America. We need more people like Colin Kaepernick. I applaud him for taking a risk. Some people say, oh, what risk is he taking? He's a second, you know, he's a backup quarterback now. Well, you know what? He's still in the NFL. He still has endorsements and he's uh, agreed to donate a million dollars. I think his first million dollars this year to some charity in reference or that's that's tied into the injustices that he's standing up about. So Colin Kaepernick. I don't have a problem with it. You're not disrespecting me. I know it's some black people, you know, we got people like Ray Lewis speaking out and, you know, people are voicing their opinions. I don't know how educated they are on the fact or the reason why he's doing it. I really don't care because it is a free country and you're entitled to your own opinions. So for me, Colin Kaepernick, keep kneeling. I applaud you. Keep doing what you're doing. I hope it lasts to all those. I mean, he's already making a difference. People thought the conversation was going to die after like a week or two weeks it's still here the thing that I think that people should think about when they see Colin Kaepernick is why is he doing it and if you believe in the injustices that are being done or that are happening in America to blacks to Hispanics I guess we can throw white people in there to make you feel comfortable but I mean, not to be funny, Charlemagne the God said it the best. If you're a white person and you waste your life and you don't become rich or do something with yourself, you wasted your white privilege. That's your fault because every white person really has a chance. They really do. They really do. You can't waste your whiteness. So that's not our problem to worry about. But like I said, police do white people wrong, too. There's white people who hate the police. The Aryan nation don't really even like the police. So, again, instead of always you know, jumping the gun and talking about why people are doing things or educate yourself on why they're doing them before you do it. Bill O'Reilly came on good, uh, whatever. Good morning, America. It wasn't good morning, America. It was something good, some good, good America, good something. The, the little thing with the orange sunshine and thing that's been on, uh, ABC for quite some time. Anyway, he came on there and he's promoting his book and they asked him, what kind of people do you want to read this book? And he's, I want Colin Kaepernick to read this book. Colin Kaepernick needs to read this book. He's, you know, pretty much in so many words, called him ignorant and and said that he needs to know his history of why they did this. I am no historian, but I'm pretty sure the black people didn't flee to Britain 
or a British country to fight against America just for the hell of it. Just for the fuck of it. They didn't. They wanted to be free. They wanted to be treated equal, even though they didn't when they, you know, went and fought that war. I didn't want to go and get statistics and, and, and historical content to go in too deep into detail. But what I'm saying is, if somebody in this country is standing for equal rights and justice and equality for all people, which he hasn't said anything for he he really hasn't talked about white people or anything. A lot of these things, when it comes to race, the media, people like Tommy Lauren and the Bill O'Reilly's and Fox News, people are putting words in his mouth. They're reading between the lines and they're taking their own perspective and they're making it something. Listen to every speech that Colin, Colin, Colin Kaepernick has had, every interview he's had. He hasn't singled out really one person or one demographic. He just wants police brutality to stop and he wants equality for everybody, specifically black people, because blacks and Hispanics are the one that are taking the brute of the punishment from the police and the government. So that's what I had to say on Colin Kaepernick. We had a few listeners, uh, some realists who called in, dropped us some messages, hit us up on Anchor, hit us up in info at the reality is, and uh, here's what they had to say about it. We'll be back in a moment. him standing or not standing personally I don't stand for the national anthem I don't stand for any patriotic songs but my stamp I don't sing them at all I am the opposite of a patriot or a nationalist and I don't understand what the big deal is honestly these flags the flag the anthem etc are just symbols and ideals and of the American dream and you know what the American dream does not exist it is a myth, and for some it becomes reality, but it's exceedingly rare. Okay, it's good you made this post because I don't want to make any more posts about this, so I'll only talk about it here. I think the guy's exercising his rights as an American citizen. It's even ridiculous to me that um, we have to honor the Pledge of Allegiance before every um, American game. Uh, but it, that's besides the point. I think, uh, obviously, there's stuff going on, and, you know, the reason for him doing it, and history with Ali and Jesse Owens, yeah, 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 I get all that, but what is he going to do after this, and I think they let him go because he wasn't performing well on the field, but what happens after this, what, what are the next steps besides sitting down for the Pledge of Allegiance, is he going to, is he going to forsake his, uh, sponsorships, and advocate for something else what is he going to do what, what's the next big step here that's all I would want to know hey hey how's it going this is Audie Vigil here um yeah I, I have a little bit of understanding of why he's doing it I'm a person of color myself I'm actually half um Native American and Hispanic and so I do know what it's like to be discriminated against etc etc however I think the flag and American Anthem stands for much, much more. Um, it's symbolic, and I think really um, it it represents the people who, who 
basically fought for our country, who have died for our country, to protect the very freedom in which he's using to take a stance. So I think Colin Kaepernick has a right to do what he wants to do. <clears throat> I just think it's the wrong venue uh, in which to do it in. So I was online the other day and I was doing some work trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about on the podcast. And I always get things from like Pew Research updates, you know, because I'm on the mailing list from Pew Research and Huffington Post. And one of the things that that jumped out to me was an article that was written and they were talking about married women are cheating more than men. And they talked about why. And it's crazy because it's not something that I, I've thought about, but I've heard guys say, you know, I know girls who cheat more than men and, or it, it, I've know personally, I've heard friends that be like, Hey, my wife cheated on me or my girl cheated on me. And they're still sticking it out for whatever reason. So when I looked up the website and I looked in more research for Pew research and, and Huffington post, I was like the statistics that they were given were almost 50, 50. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I never thought about it. I know men, a lot of times we cheat just because, you know, a girl got a nice ass. She got nice breasts. She looks a certain way. She smells a certain way. Something as simple as we just see her and we want it. It's that simple. But they gave some of the reasons why they felt like women cheat more than men. And a lot of the reasons, some of the reasons, one of the number one reasons why was like they are breadwinners now. They make more money than the man. They're bringing home the proverbial bacon. Women. So they don't they don't feel trapped. They don't feel like, hey, I'm a stay at home mom or I only make 40,000. and He's making 100 grand. I can't go anywhere because financially I I need him. The kids need him. No, <laughs> that's not the case. I know women making more than men. Pretty much most of the people that I know, most relationships and most marriages that I know, friends that I know, the woman is making more money. Sometimes it's because she's putting in more hours. Sometimes it's because she has a degree. I mean, we know in the black community, women are graduating at alarming rates more than black men. Black men are going to college and getting their degrees, but percentages show that black women are, quote unquote, more educated than black men when it comes in terms of degrees. They're getting their masters. They're going on to get their PhDs and black men are not. College is not for everybody. But that is the reality. The reality is women are making more than men that's one of the reasons being in the workplace gives them more access we all live in a romanticized world and we have our thoughts on what should be and what love should be and what it should look like what it should feel like they say the social media and dating make the web uh social media and dating websites make it easy and what does a successful marriage or loving situation look like i want to backtrack We all live in a romanticized world and have our thoughts on what love should be. And if it doesn't look or feel that way, we want out or we look elsewhere. That's very true. I've been in that situation where I feel like I should feel a certain way or I see some shit on TV and I'm like, damn, she ain't smiling like that no more. Did she ever smile like that? And you start wanting what you see on TV. Sometimes we get caught up in in television and in in the perception of what things should be. And not to be funny, we want those things, but 
especially as men, are we really working or giving a woman what she wants or needs in order to treat us the way we want to be treated? Women are emotional creatures. A lot of men are not emotional. They look over the things that women want or need because they want their own needs. And these days, women ain't taking that. Women are more so in the workplace, HuffPost says, and men are more attracted to them. I think you guys have heard me talk about it several times. I've talked about me uh, cheating or sleeping. No, I didn't cheat shit. She cheated, but me sleeping with a married woman. And I know when she talked to me, when the, the pillow talk situation kind of started, she would talk to me and be like, he doesn't treat her the way she wanted to be treated. He didn't speak to her the way she wanted to be spoke to. Sex was just that. She didn't get hers. He got his. She got left out in the cold. She pretty much picked up the kids from school, dropped them off at school, made breakfast, made lunch, made dinner. She took care of everything and worked 40 to 45 hours a week. And she was not being shown the appreciation she needed. Was it wrong of me to step in? Goddamn. Yes, it was. I get it. Throw a stone, stone him, kill him. I get it. I was wrong. I've already asked God for forgiveness and I moved on. But the same reasons that Pew Research are saying and the HuffPost are saying that women cheat was the reason she cheated. I think it's easier for women to cheat. I mean, not to be funny, women have power. We all know they have power of the vagina, but not not just power of the vagina. So if you're attractive, sometimes if you're not attractive, you have men wanting to talk to certain women. A woman can say yes or no. A man can say it too, but women have a power. Men ain't got women just running up to them unless they like some athlete or a movie star or something like that. But regular everyday women, niggas always want some. And when I say niggas, I mean black niggas and white niggas. Oh, yes. White people, you can be niggas, too. But women just have they have they have they have more opportunity. They have more chance. Social media and dating websites make it just as easy for women to get a man as it is for a man to get a woman true that's true some some affairs they say some affairs start because women aren't sexually satisfied and they cheat uh, because to keep their families together they want exciting sex and the feeling of being wanted says Fox News producer Ashley Papa with her interview with the HuffPost again the woman that I slept with I knew that she was not leaving her husband it strictly was excitement Shit, I was excited. First time she pulled out my pants, gave me a blowjob. I was ready to go. I was ready to go. It was fun. It's one of those things that you're not supposed to be doing. It's like being 14 or 15 and your parents are telling you what not to do with sex. But it sounds so invigorating and so pleasurable. You got to try it. You may be too scared to get sex or you get a hand job. Then at least, you know, well, first you should kiss first. Anybody who listening with kids, if you got a kid in the car, put some over there, put some tissue in there, stick the fingers in there, tell them to uh, time out, put the hands over there. It should start with a kiss, then a hand job, then maybe a blow job, and then hopefully by 18 you're having sex. But I know sex is first. I mean, you got kids getting pregnant at 15 and 16, but that's besides the point. Women cheating is becoming more of a thing. Not to be funny, I don't think it's becoming more of a thing. I think it's always been a thing. And it depends on what you what type of cheating. To me personally, I feel like if a woman, if a man gets a woman emotionally, he got her. Steve Harvey done wrote a book on this shit. And honestly, Steve Harvey gives some keys, you know, if you will. But the reality is, is you ain't got to do much but listen. And you in there. 
a woman will tell you everything that she needs and everything she wants. If you listen, turn down the pussy when she offer it to you. It's going to make her want it more. Gentlemen don't really turn down pussy anymore, but turn it down guys. One time, try it, turn it down. Don't keep her out too late or keep her out late and don't try to get anything from her. You will get blessings. What what the Bible say? God will, you will have so many blessings that you will have to open up your window or something. You know what I'm talking about if you read the Bible. That's how much vagina you will get if you just hold out. Then if you get lucky, I've been a lucky a time or two where I say what I want and then the women just want that too. And don't be fooled, man. Sometimes women just want sex from you too. And they'll bullshit your ass just like you bullshitting them. So Pew Research shows that married women are cheating more than men. I just gave you a few reasons why and my personal thoughts. Um, if you want to give us some feedback, we have a few comments from our listeners who gave us their uh, opinions and their thoughts about married women cheating more than men. But if you want to chime in on converse, on the conversation, you can hit us up at info at therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. We are also working on a recording line to where if you feel like you don't want to call in, you don't want anybody to hear your voice, we're going to have a message uh, machine where you can call in at any time, any day of the, uh, any time of the day, any time of the night and leave us a review or tell us what you thought about the show or your personal thoughts about some of the topics we're talking about on the show. This is what the listeners had to say about married women cheating more than men. And we'll be right back. restroom you know I took a piss I'm like this I'm at the second urinal on the wall 
from the left. Nobody else is in, in the bathroom with me. There's two issues I had with this. White people, dear white people, if somebody is in a bathroom stall, if they're in a parking lot, if they're in line at the grocery store, give them some goddamn space. If I'm peeing at the urinal and it's five on the wall, do not come to my left or to my right. If you do, it needs to be a stall in between us. I don't want you peeking at my Johnson to see if my dick is bigger than yours, if the myth is true, because white men want to know just as much as white women. Let's be honest. Two, don't park next to me. If I park at the back of the goddamn Target parking lot, and why park next to me? Why park so close to me? Please. Go on the other side and give me two spaces. Please. If I'm in a line at the grocery store, do not be so close that you can read my goddamn credit card. And that's all I have to say. But to continue on with the story that I had, I'm in the urinal. I'm taking a piss. White dude comes in. Don't want to say his name, but it rhymes with Creek Stiller. If people went to high school with me, you know who I'm probably talking about. He was offensive lineman when I was at Texas High, Texas, Texas. I'm in there. I'm taking a piss. Motherfucker says, good game, monkey. Good practice, monkey. I'm sorry, we, we was practicing. Good practice, monkey. I didn't know you was that fast. And before I knew it, Black Panther power came up into both my hands. My hands immediately turned into kung fu grip form around his neck. And the next thing I know, I was slamming his head in the urinal. I was suspended for a week. Why am I telling you this story? I was watching Blackish. I was getting caught up on Blackish on Hulu, and the episode came up of the word, the N word, nigga. It's a lot of different ways that you can say nigga. You can say nigger, like, you know, the Aryan Brotherhood and some racist white people, or some of y'all granddaddy. Or you can say nigga, like, that's my nigga. What up, nigga? Nigga, 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 nigga. Whatever. People always try to decipher and separate the hard ER. And the A. White people really don't see a difference. One, they want to say it. Some want to say it because they want to be cool, and some want to say it because that's how they feel about black people. I'll tell you this. White people, if you want to say it, go ahead and say it. Just be aware that there are repercussions. You might get your ass whipped. You might get a black eye. You might get beat right up out your goddamn clothes. I don't know if y'all saw the, the viral video of the, the little white dude calling the black dude a nigga. And all I know is he, I don't know if y'all watched um, the Avengers, the second one, where Loki talked to uh, fucking Hulk and told him he was a god. And Hulk, Hulk smashed his ass like eight times and was like, hmm, some god you are. That's what that black boy did to that white boy after saying nigga. I wanted to pray for him and his parents. Ultimately, I felt bad for the black boy because whoever, you know, videotaped it, I'm sure he got locked up or, or got a record now, unfortunately. White people, you can't say it. You just you just can't. Why do you want to say it so bad? One of the questions is, should white people be allowed to use it? That's what Blackish and Anthony, Anthony Anderson were, were discussing on the podcast. I mean, on the podcast, on, the, on that episode of the N-word or the word. 
And he didn't feel like they should be able to say it, but he felt like black people had all the right in the world to say it. And he had the discussion between him and Lawrence Fishburne on the show, which is his father. And his father said that he doesn't feel like they should say it because he know the derogatory term in which white people used it back in the day. And Anthony Anderson uh, felt like his group, his age group, like my age, 34 years old and younger, we took it and we made it a term of endearment to black people. I got what he was saying and I got what his dad was saying. I say, nigga. I don't say it so much to where people don't feel like feel like I have a second grade education. I don't use it that much. I curse more than I um, than I say nigga, which you'll hear DeWan, one of our listeners, back me on saying that because he's the same way. I don't feel like it's an issue. That's me personally. Do I understand why older people, older black people feel like you can't say it? I do. One thing I found out is that Hispanics say nigga more than black people say nigga. I got a Hispanic homeboy to call me nigga more than I even I don't even call him nigga because I feel like I just don't know it don't feel right but he says it for whatever reason it doesn't bother me he's my friend it doesn't bother me and if anybody understand a derogatory term I think Hispanics do wetback immigrant you can threaten them with a visa or a green card and they shaking in their goddamn boots they get it they've suffered injustices they have so I get it they can say it doesn't bother me at all some people may feel like only black people can say it to black people white people just don't say it please don't I got a good friend white guy he he grew up around black people and he said it around me probably twice I haven't wanted to choke the shit out of him because he is a friend and I know he doesn't mean it but every time he says it it's still something that kind of like it's like somebody stole something out of my pocket and I'm like damn did somebody just take something from me like I have to gather myself and be like real quick like whoop whoop like damn he just he said it but because I know him it doesn't come off hard to me or it doesn't come off so distracting that I'm like I want to slap this nigga it's just like okay I get it I understand it but I have told white people that are cool with me don't say it around me I have to understand you we have to have some kind of communication some understanding some kind of intimate chemistry or connection for you to be able to say that shit around me and me be okay with it some white people just want to say it they want to say it so goddamn bad say it if you want to say it say it even if you are a friend of a black person say it it may not pan out well for you can it be used in a negative way against black people sure it can I got in a fight with my brother one day and he said, you punk ass nigga. I said, what? You talking to me? You want to run that back? You want to run that back again? So for black people, it can be used in a derogatory way. It's in the way that you say it, in which you say it. Do you mean it with malice? Are you being argumentative with it? Or is it just like, what's up, nigga? You good, nigga? Everything straight, nigga? My nigga. Everybody knows Denzel. My nigga How are you using it That's what matters I I just White people don't say it Do not say it Ever But the funny thing about white people You know a lot of times they be wanting to say it And I'm like it ain't like y'all don't say the shit anyway When you driving home in your car And you listening to hip hop music Which a lot of white people Surprisingly a lot of white people listen to hip hop music Probably more than a lot of black people People don't understand black people listen to more than just hip hop I'm sure that white people ain't sitting in their car like uh, whatever a rap song is on and, and the nigga part come up. I'm sure they not like bleeping themselves or putting their hand over them. They saying nigga in the car, which is why they want to say it in person. 
white people who are racist, when they look at a TV and they see Obama on the TV, I'm sure they probably like, get this nigga off the TV. Like Clayton Bigsby on Dave Chappelle show. You got in your heart, you got in the hate in your heart, let it out. When they sitting at home watching that TV, seeing Obama on TV, they calling him everything but a child of God. That's why they want to say it so bad when they get out there in public. They like, mm, I say this shit all the time at home. Why can't I say it right now? Well, I tell you what, white man, oh, white lady, say it. Just be ready for the repercussions. I don't know if people have saw the other video that went viral of the white lady on the bus and the black lady on the bus. And she had the white lady had her hand on the black girl's throat and she pushed her hand back and the white woman spit in her face and she let loose thug life. That's what's going to happen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go on Google and, vo- and, and, and uh, search Google black woman knocking out white woman, old white woman on train. You'll find it and you'll see what I'm talking about. So before we go, I want you guys to hear what some of the realists had to say about using the N-word, how it doesn't matter to them. Maybe it does matter to them. But before I go, I want to let you guys know this podcast going forward will be a little bit different. I just wanted to leave you guys with something today. Hump day is tomorrow. Hopefully this podcast can get you through tomorrow on through the weekend. We're trying to get a podcast done this weekend. We got some things lined up. We got some people that's going to be coming into the studio. The studio is now my place. I have better equipment than I did when I was in the studio. We'll be recording from uh, coffee shops all around uh, the Metroplex. We're going to do some traveling here soon. We've got a couple, of, a couple of things that are coming down the pipeline. Dates are not solidified yet, but once they are, you will know. You can keep up with everything by following us at therealityis.com. That's www.therealityis.com. Keep in contact with us on Instagram. Keep in contact with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Anchor. Follow us everywhere. If you want to be on the show, hit us up. I don't care. You want to be a guest co-host? Hit us up. I don't care. We're here. Thank you for everybody who continues to encourage me to do the podcast. Thank you for everybody who tells me not to give up because God knows I did. I, I do. A lot of times I do want to give up, but you can't. This has been a blessed year for me. This has been a great year. It's been an eye-opening year, and I promise you progress is coming. I won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I will not stop. Shout out to my mom. I love you. And hey, the realist, if you don't do nothing else, always remember to inhale courage to exhale success. I'll see you guys next week. Oh, before I go, the dates that the podcast will be releasing, it will no longer be on Tuesday. Once I figure out the exact day that I want the podcast to, to be released, I will let you know and it will be consistent going forward. Thank you. God bless. My friends that I hang around don't say it that much And I don't really say it that much either But when we do say it um, it's, it's just a word to us You know um, But I don't really use that word as much I cuss more than I say nigga To be honest with you um, But Yeah I don't really say that word
absolutely no idea what you're talking about. That is not a word that black folks need to be using, ever. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto alert rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids, what children reported days after getting the shot, and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.